to play now Put me in the game now I came here to prove it, I'm ready to do it I can't be afraid now Put me on the stage now I'm ready to rage now I feel like an animal stuck in a cage And I'm ready to break out Bonjour, ladies and house. How are you? All good in the hood, I hope. And welcome to another Monday session. This is going to be a good one. Now, every Sunday, I have a ponder and I wonder what it is that I'm going to talk about uh, on these live streams. And I want to put as much value in them as I can, especially as we're in January, especially, you know, I came across from it last week and a lot of people say it was a PR stunt. But it was talking about Blue Monday. And what Blue Monday was apparently about is it the Monday where it's the most depressing part of the year because, of course, it's dark, it's cold, um, we've got kind of the whiplash effect of Christmas, and it's hard to get into routines. And also, the fact of the matter is it's even probably worse this year because we are in a pandemic. So there's even more that we can't do in January. And I have so many people saying, oh, I can't wait for January to be over because it's like feels like about five months long but as soon as we get out of January everyone's like cool this year's gone quick very much like 2020. So what I wanted to really talk about today was personal development and growth something that I've been hyper focused on probably since 2012. So we're coming up to uh, what nine years now of really focusing on reading, learning, and improving, and it's something that has completely changed my life over the years. Completely changed my life. You know, I, I never knew just how much it has had an impact until I look back. I look back at old photos, and it was something that I did this weekend. Actually, people um, was asking me to share some photos of my first Facebook profile picture. And I thought, that's interesting. I'm really interested to see what my first profile picture was. And what it did, it took me back into a time vortex going back over 10 years. And actually what happens when you look back in these kind of time vortexes, you start to see the person that you used to be and the things that you used to think. And some of the comments that you have on your Facebook you know, on your Facebook, on your status, on your photos, on the things that you shared, the things that you said over the years. Some of it, I guarantee, when you look back, say, five years ago, it's made you cringe. And something that I've said before is that if you're not kind of cringing at the person that you were five years ago, then you're not pushing yourself further forward. And um, it's the same thing with business. You know, something I always say about, you know, when I'm procrastinating in business about launching something or doing something, um, there is a quote by a guy who's the, I think he's the co-creator of LinkedIn. And um, what he said is that if you're not embarrassed by your first product, you've launched too late. And that always inspires me to go, look, just get it out there, get it out to the market and improve. And this is the real game changer when it comes to that growth. Um, so what I wanted to do today is share with you just five tips on personal development and growth. And funny enough, with these five tips, they pr they pretty much interlink together with each other, which makes it even more awesome because when things start to suddenly click in your mindset, the game completely changes. So I've jotted down five points to have a chat today about. And what I'd be really interested in is things that resonate with you on this. Please comment below. Uh, and let me know, firstly, the ones that resonated with you the most. And secondly, 
getting a conversation going with these because I think it's important when you talk about these things, when you teach others about these things, it goes in much better. So number one, and I've put down here what we can learn from hermit crabs. Now, I bet you're wondering what on earth can you learn from hermit crabs? And it's, it's very, very interesting. And I'll, I'll tell you about hermit crabs a little bit. Young hermit crabs grow pretty quick, and a hermit crab, when it grows, has to change its shell. But in order for it to change its shell, it needs to go and find a bigger shell. And sometimes it doesn't find that bigger shell. So what it has to do is it has to leave its current shell and spend a bit of time walking around without any protection. Uh, you know, and you can imagine a hermit crab without its shell. It's soft, it's open to predators, and it's vulnerable. Now, there's so many deep messages in there, but the, when we when we look at it, in order for a hermit crab to grow, it has to go and find a bigger place to grow because it can't live in the current shell in which it's in. The only option potentially for the crab was to maybe slim down. And getting out of the whole mindset of crabs and looking at the correlation between people, in your life, you'll get to a certain point where you outgrow your environment, when you outgrow the people that you're hanging around with, when you outgrow the current mindset in which you're in. And you have two options there. Stay where you are and not get better, not improve. And actually, you know, a lot of people get in a kind of a self-destruct mode because they're afraid of growing. And then also really not knowing where it is that you need to go, very much like the hermit crab trying to find its shell. And you need to spend a little bit of time being vulnerable, being open to um, the world and its environment, which your worry could harm you, but it's the only way to grow. And, and there's so many things that you can delve deep here and, and some of the reasonings why people stay where they are for so long, because they're afraid of having to learn new things. They're afraid of failure. They're afraid what if it doesn't work. They're afraid of getting attacked by predators and going back and all of these different things. But the only way that you can grow is by getting out of that shell and looking for somewhere new and then growing from there. And I think this is so, so important because this is something that I see that a lot of people don't do. And a lot of it comes down to fear. It's afraid of taking that extra step. It's afraid of working a little bit harder. It's afraid of potentially having some uncertainty in your life, which you're not comfortable with because your life is very certain at the moment and you like it like that and you feel more relaxed. And these can be the reasons why you're not where you want to be because you're not willing to go and look for that, you know, that bigger shell and uh, grow and develop. So, there's lots of lessons that we can learn from hermit crabs, but the reality is, is that sooner or later you're going to outgrow your shell and the only way out of that is to find a bigger one and potentially spend some time in a little bit of vulnerability and discomfort whilst you look for that next bigger shell because this is the only way that you're going to grow. Number two, and this is an important one that's helped me so much 
Uh, a lot of the problems that people have with any kind of personal development and growth is overwhelm, anxiety, and comparison. So something, as you know, is a cliche kind of quote, is comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, it's important to compare ourselves to people because we want to know whereabouts we are, how well we're doing, and where we need to go to progress forward. Now, there's a UFC fighter called Frank Shamrock, and he had this great 33% rule. I don't like to call it 33% because it's basically the rule of thirds. And 33 times 3 is 99. And where's the other 1%? But basically what Frank Shamrock says is that you should spend a third of your time with people that you can teach, a third of your time with people on the same level as you, and a third of your time with people playing a bigger game than you. And one of the biggest issues that I see with coaches and with people is that they spend too much time either with people that they're teaching or people that are playing a bigger game than them. And also, they don't have enough people that are like-minded that they can share ideas with. And this is another important thing, because if you spend too much time teaching people, you don't learn anything new, and you're regurgitating the same information. And, and it's very, very rewarding educating people. You know, I spend a lot of my time doing it with mindset stuff, with fitness stuff. But in order for myself to get better, I need to be looking at who's playing a bigger game. At the same time, so many people just spend time, you know, they, they hear the quote, you are the average of the five people that you spend your time with. One of the issues you have with that is if you are the person, if you're hanging around with five people who are all doing better than you, that's going to lead you to f find inadequacy. You know, you, you'll be constantly comparing yourself to them. You'll feel inadequate to them and you'll feel that you're never doing enough. And this comes down, and this is the reason that you're spending 100% of your time with people that are doing better than you. And no wonder you're feeling overwhelmed because no matter what it is that you're doing, that's not good when compared to those other five. And there's two ways that that can happen. And that can, of course, cause you to level up. But to a lot of people, having that for too much of a period of time, it clouds your judgment. It stops you thinking, actually, I'm, doing, I'm not doing too bad for myself. Because you're constantly comparing yourself with people who are at a higher level. And this is where we need to understand that we need like-minded people who are on the same level, who want to learn things, who you can share things with. And of course, we also need to teach people. But not enough time with, you know, too much time teaching. We don't learn anything new. Too much time spending with people playing a bigger game. We get overwhelmed. So we need to have a balance. And it's something that I love to do. I love to spend a good amount of my time teaching people. I spend a good, I've got a couple of peers, which I get on phone calls and Zoom calls with on a weekly basis, which we share ideas. We talk about our struggles and the things that we're focused on over the next kind of month and quarter. And then I pay for mentorship uh, with people who are playing a bigger game than me so I can learn from them and grow. And it is so important to get that balance. And as I said, Frank, Ram, uh, Frank Shamrock says it's a 33% rule. Um, and he talks about it with fighting. You know, you need to spend a third of your time educating people and learning because when you teach others, you learn things at a higher level. A third of your time with, you know, people like-minded who are, you know, as skillful as you as a fighter. And then, of course, a third of your time with people who are playing a much higher level in the fight game so you can learn from them. So I think it can be transitioned so much through different things in your life, especially with the people that you hang around with and the things that you do. So that is the 33% uh, rule. Um, number three is a all or nothing approach and the right way about it. So 
a lot of the time I have a lot of programs. Train with Jay is going to be um, starting next week, which I'm very excited about. You have five days left to sign up. So if you are interested, don't forget it's trainwithjay.co.uk. And so much so as I'm talking, I will with jay.co.uk. So the all or nothing approach. When a lot of people approach my challenges, something that I say to people all the time is to be a tortoise. And, and why? Because the tortoise wins the game. Slow and steady will always win the game. Unfortunately, when people want results, they think that they're going to get it by sprinting off. They think they're going to get it by having an extreme calorie deficit. They think they're going to have it by training two or three times a day. And they get good results in the first couple of weeks, but they end up burning themselves out. Now, an all or nothing approach like that does not work. But taking an all or nothing approach to your progress, doing it the right way as a tortoise is the right approach. One of the biggest pr problems that I see with people is that they don't go all in. They just dip their toe a little bit. And one of the main reasons that they dip their toe is that they're worried that if it doesn't work, that they've committed too much of their time and effort to doing it. And it's so much easier to say, I wasn't even trying. But that's just a big fob off. Because if you actually gave your all towards something and it didn't work, you learn some of the greatest lessons. Because if you just dip your toe and it didn't work out and you said, well, I didn't want it anyway, you don't learn anything. But if you go fully in and, and it completely fails, you'll probably learn one of the greatest lessons about growth because growth doesn't come from success. Growth comes from learning from failure, learning from mistakes and getting better. And that's where that experience comes in. And I'm reading a great book at the moment. Um, high, highly recommend. I'm only a, a couple of chapters in, but this is called The Art of Learning from Josh Waitskin. Now, Josh Waitskin was a chess prodigy as a child, one of the top chess players in the world. And he transitioned that into becoming like one of the best um, martial artists in the world. And he transitioned it into becoming something else. And one thing that Josh found he was great at was learning things. And of course, I'll be able to share a lot more in the book. But I just wanted to add this paragraph, which I read this morning about going all in. And it kind of solidifies what I say about an all or nothing approach. As adults, we have to take responsibility for ourselves and nurture a healthy, liberated mindset. We need to put ourselves out there, give it our all, and reap the lesson, win or lose. The fact of the matter is that there will be nothing learned from any challenge in which we don't try our hardest. Growth comes at a point of resistance. We learn by pushing ourselves and finding what really lies at the outshot at the outer reaches of our abilities. And here's the thing, you know, that I ask people is that when's the last time did you push yourself to the outer limits of what you thought was possible? People just don't whatsoever. You know, I have so many people that say, oh, you know, I really pushed hard in that workout. I couldn't have put any more in. I'm like, yeah, but you could have. You could have. And, you know, doing my crazy charity events over the last three or four years, i push myself to the limits of it. You know, I didn't think that it was possible for a, a human being to, you know, exercise for 24 hours straight without sleep. I thought that would be crazy talk, but the reality is, is, you know, I've done it. I've done it three times. And 
if I'd allowed that belief to be a fact, then I wouldn't have been able to prove myself wrong. And, and that's one of the most fascinating things about going all in, doing your best, trying your hardest, because it doesn't matter. There is lessons to be learned when you win, and there's lessons to be learned when you lose. But you're only going to get the lesson if you go all in and win or go all in and lose. And it's all very well losing. And this is what a lot of people are afraid of doing because losing is learning. Losing is getting better. One of the biggest um, downfalls of myself when I first started physique competitions, back in 2010, I placed second at my first physique competition and qualified for the British finals. A few months later, I won the British finals and I thought I was a great competitor and then I went to the British finals of the natural bodybuilding um, shows and didn't even place and it ruined me because I was like how can I go from being one of the best you know natural British bodybuilders last week to not even placing the second and the reality was is the standard was higher the competition around me was a lot more difficult. I won, yes, okay, I won the British title, but there was only five people on stage and I happened to be in the best shape out of the five. And then when I went to the British finals, I had 20 on stage and these were the top three from every single corner of the UK. So I had my, I, I was absolutely wiped the floor in, at, at that British finals because the level was just so much higher. And that was one of the greatest lessons that I ever learned because if I was just keeping it safe, picking the competitions where I knew that I was going to win, that's going to give you a false sense of confidence and you're never going to reach your potential. And I actually remember going up to the, um, to the judge and saying, hey, I couldn't have got in better shape. And I remember they looked at me and said, you can always get in better shape. And I went back to the drawing board with my training, with my nutrition, and I realized I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And this was back in 2010. And then two years later, after learning that very valuable lesson, I became European champion because I learned the lessons from that failure. I learned the lessons from actually comparing myself and competing against the best in the UK. And because of that lesson or because of that no placing and complete failure, I was able to develop a better understanding of what it was that I was doing by, you know, and then actually win a European title. So if I look back, that complete failure and no placing was the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, a great example of this as well is back in 2012, I was made redundant from my job and I was gutted, absolutely gutted because, you know, I, I, if I'll tell you now, I wasn't really happy with my job. It was in a great place. I was in Kenya, but I wasn't happy. It wasn't what I was put on this planet to do. And, and it was being made redundant from that, that allowed me to follow my passion into personal training and fitness. And had I not been made redundant, I wouldn't be doing this today, you know, nine years later. So two examples there of completely feeling like a failure from things that actually produce the most growth. Okay. So you have to go all in with things. You have to be willing to fail. You have to be willing to fuck up because that's the only way that you're going to grow. So an all or nothing approach, that's the right way about doing it. Number four, big fish, little pond. It kind of solidifies what I've already said. So many people are a bit afraid to challenge themselves. Like a great example, you know, winning a British title with five people 
lined up. That was a big fish in a little pond because the competition wasn't very tough. But then put yourself in, you know, as a little fish in a big pond, suddenly you realize the potential in other things. And it allows you to push yourself at a further level because you see that the competition is higher. Now, I do this all the time with lots of things. You know, when I become good at content, I don't rest on my laurels because there is teenagers, literally teenagers out there who can do what I can do with video editing and, and, and content with their left hand. And I sit there as a student with these, um, with these kids and learn so much. When it comes to public speaking, when it comes to talking on video, I look back at all of my videos. I look back at the things that I've said, the things that I've struggled with, my tonality of my voice, which is, of course, people don't really look at. Because if you have a monotone voice and you don't you know, express yourself, it's going to be very hard for people to understand and listen to you. And the only way you get better at that is by looking at other people who are better at that and learning from them. You know, a few years back, a couple of years back, pre-pandemic, of course, Toastmasters. Now, I started to go Toastmasters with a friend for six months. And every time I got on stage, people were like, oh, you're really good at speaking. What are you doing here? I was like, because I can always get better. And when you allow yourself to be comfortable, when you allow yourself to be a big fish in a little pond, you never grow. And it's so important to always look for that next level because there will there will always be someone better at you at something and the right approach about it you can learn so much you can learn so much from those people they're not competitors you know we have to understand about successful people they most of them are where they are today because they help others succeed they love to see other people win the game so when you've got like when i have a uh, a fitness professional or a business owner that I'm mentoring in business and, they, and they're talented and I direct them the right way forward based on my experience and they get exponential results. Now I've got um, quite a few of my mentees at the moment that are killing it and it's because they're talented individuals that they just needed the right guidance and now they're... And it's because they didn't rest in their laurels. They, they, they seeked additional support and help They've learned, they've absorbed, and most importantly, they've applied. And it's such a rewarding job being able to steer these people into the right places and, and watch them grow. It's you know, massively beneficial. And, and the same with the fitness stuff. You know, people that I see grow in my train with Jay, phenomenal. Over the years, people have lost 40, 50, 60, 70 pounds. They've become personal trainers themselves. The amount of people that have come into my train with Jay as a client, and they've left going right i'm going i love this so much i've learned so much that i want to help others and then they go on to become personal trainers and that is the most rewarding thing you know about my job just teaching other people to teach other people you know, success breeds success which is awesome to see so big fish little pond okay it's important to always look for a bigger pond um, so you can grow and um, number 5 so my final one, number five, is disciplined practice. You can always get better. And there's so many books on this. Of course, The Art of Learning by Josh Waitskin is talking about this. Um, there's a book called Mindset by Carol Dweck, which I highly recommend um, watch, uh, watching, uh, highly recommend reading. And there is a book by Anders Ericsson, which if I can remember right, um, I'm trying to think uh, what it is. But it is it's another growth book by Anders Ericsson. 
and I, I will find the name if I if I can. It's on my bookshelf over there. I'm just trying to to look and go, hmm, where is it? Peak. There we go. I've just seen it. Peak by Anders Ericsson. There we go. So what Anders Ericsson talks about, and, and an example of this is a person who wants to get better at playing tennis. What they do is they get tennis lessons, they learn a few little things, and they get good. They get so good that they're the best person at their tennis club at playing tennis. And when they get to that stage, they stop practicing. So 10 years along the line, they're known as a good person who has a weak backhand. So as long as you are you know, hitting the ball towards their backhand, you'll always win the game. And one of the main reasons is they got good, but they didn't get to be, they didn't learn to become the best. They didn't practice out of their comfort zone every single week to make their weaknesses into strengths. And what a great tennis player will do is never be satisfied with their level of excellence. You know, you've got examples of this with tennis, you know, with tennis players. You've got examples of this with people like David Beckham. You've got examples of this like with basketball players. You know, they talk about Kobe Bryant three hours before a game, getting there early and, and practicing hoops. You've got uh, examples of David Beckham playing, you know, waiting for the game to finish and then going back on the pitch and doing free kicks. This is discipline practice. Because it's like, yeah, I'm the top of my game, but if I want to stay there, I've got to get better. I've got to work on my weaknesses. I've got, and, and this is the thing, when I was in the army, one of the main things that they focus on every single year is doing the same things over and over again. And they call it skill fade. Because when you learn to do something and you don't do it for a long time, you, you, you stop learning that skill. A great example of this actually was me learning how to do the Rubik's Cube. About seven or eight years ago, I used to always have a Rubik's Cube with me. I used to do it all the time and I could do it, you know, I managed to get down to about a minute and a half doing the Rubik's Cube and then I didn't touch one for three years and then I thought I could do it again, but I couldn't. There was certain skill fade there which I didn't learn. But had I kept doing the Rubik's Cube every single week, I would have got better at it. I would have made improvements. But I was just satisfied with being able to solve it, not solve it quicker, not look at different patterns, not you know progress forward with that. And that is a prime example of going, right, You know, I got to good to a certain level and then I didn't practice. So I didn't win. I didn't get better. Um, and you've got to be disciplined and put time in to not be good at something or just be good at something but focus on being great at something. And this is why, you know, for myself, I'm always focusing on improving my video, improving my content, improving my public speaking, in, improving my talking on video. And this comes from time doing it, consistency doing it, but also learning from others and getting better and allocating that time into your weeks, into your months, and into your years and reviewing it. Because what gets measured gets managed. And if you're not measuring your progress, how do you expect to get better in anything? And if you're not looking out at people who are better than you, and remember going back to that 33% rule, you know, focusing on finding people who are better than you so you can learn from, get uncomfortable, get out of that shell to go and grow, then you're not going to grow. And... As you can see, and as I already said, these these five things all kind of interlace with each other when it comes to personal development and growth because it it's all about being uncomfortable. It's all about being aware of the environment that you're in and understanding that you do outgrow that environment. It's understanding that, it's some, yes, it feels good being a, a big fish in a small pond, but you don't learn anything and you don't get better. And knowing that you need to allocate your time effectively to 
helping people get better, helping people succeed, sharing information with your peers, you know, ch- checking in with each other, seeing the things that you've learned and focusing on beating on each other's craft, being accountable to that, and then investing in people that are playing a bigger game than you so you can learn from them and get better. And uh, as I said, the summary of the final one is the all or nothing approach. If you're focusing on being the hare instead of the tortoise, you're going to get exhausted and burn out because you're not understanding that learning takes years. So you need to be slow and steady on your approach, but you need to go all in on it. It's not just, you know, dip your toe in it. It's like, right, I am going to do this. I'm going to allocate the time, the right amount of time, and I'm going to focus on this for the next two years. And two years is probably a good time to focus on getting great at something because most people don't focus, most people quite happily focus six weeks of their time on getting to a certain level. But if they were to think more long-term, like two years, they'll get to that level within that six weeks, maybe even 12 weeks, but they have that extra kind of year and three quarters, shall we say, to get great at it. So if you are thinking of doing anything, be it fat loss, be it you know, business, be it a skill or a trade, give yourself two years to get better at it. And then focus on allocating time each and every week into your diary as non-negotiables to be on that craft. Don't skip a session. Have them as non-negotiables. Very much like gym sessions. If you have your gym sessions as non-negotiables, within two years, you're going to see a massive difference in your physique. I have a non-negotiable of getting 15 minutes of reading in a day. I'm already, what's it, end of Jan, I've already read, by the end of this, I'd have read three books in Jan. So if I'm getting three books in a month, you know, 36 books read this year. And all I'm doing is committing 15 minutes a day to reading. And I've got to the month and I've got three books done. So 15 minutes a day. People say, I haven't got time to read. You're just not allocating that time and putting it as a non-negotiable. Anyway, ladies and gents, I'll just have a quick summary. So number five, you can always get better. Discipline practice is important. Number four, big fish, little pond. Okay. Um, Always get uncomfortable with that. Number three, all or nothing approach, the right way about it, the art of learning. I'm going to also read that Josh Waitskin uh, quote, which I think is brilliant. As adults, we have to take responsibility for ourselves and nurture a healthy, liberated mindset. We need to put ourselves out there, give it our all, and reap the lesson, win or lose. The fact of the matter is that there will be nothing learned from any challenge in which we don't try our hardest. Growth comes at the point of resistance. We learn by pushing ourselves and finding what really lies at the outer reaches of our abilities. Uh, the 33% rule, as I've already said, 30 your time with people that you can teach, 30 your time with people playing the same game as you and third of the time spent with people playing a bigger game than you and what we can learn from hermit crabs is when you start to outgrow your shell it's uncomfortable and the only way to grow is to look for a new one but in order to do that you need to be firstly on the look for that growth and secondly be willing to get out of that shell be vulnerable for a little bit whilst you you know scale and grow so ladies and gents, that is my growth and development live stream today. If you really enjoyed that, let us know in the comments below and please, please, please share. Also, this is going to be on YouTube as well. So if you are not yet subscribed and you've just jumped on this, hit that subscribe button and I will love you forever. Ladies and gents, thank you ever so much for tuning in to this live stream. Enjoy the rest of your week and I'll speak to you soon.
Adios, amigos. My time, none of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown, we know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.